Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Network with Nika podcast. Today, we're here with Erica Burkhart, who is in Monet with me in the Freedom Collective. And we're going to be talking about her story. We're going to be talking about how we got to know each other online and kind of how you can also build that know, like, and trust factor um, as an online entrepreneur. And so super excited to get into this. She has a really awesome story and a journey to share. So first of all, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much. One, I love your podcast name. That's like the cutest. And two, I feel so honored that you asked me to be on here. When you messaged me, I was like, uh, yes, let's do it. <laughs> okay, so a little so bit about you, me. Yeah, yeah. I was, <laughs> why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself a little bit? Sure. So my story is kind of long, so I'll do like the short and sweet version. So after high school, I did go to college. I went to college not knowing what the heck I wanted to do with my life. All I knew was that college was what people were doing. It's what like society wanted you to do. Even though like every summer would come, I'd beg my parents like, please, can I take a year off? Like, I don't want to be in school. Like I felt trapped. And I, who, who knows what they want to be? when they grow up at like 18. Like, did you? It's like nobody that's so young. Looking back, I'm like, I, I was so young to decide the rest of my life. I went my first year in college undecided. And I go to get into my second year. And my advisor is like, so what major do you want? And I was like, I have no idea. What do you suggest? <laughs> I literally asked my advisor, I'm like, what do you suggest I do? And she goes, well, if you don't really know, communications and business are very broad and you could do a lot with them. And well, in my mind, I was like, there's no way in hell I'm picking communications. Like I was so afraid of public speaking. I was so afraid of being in the spotlight. So I was like, let's do business. And it was right then that I decided my, my fate for the rest of my life. Right. So when I went fast forward, I went to graduate college and I was having this like meltdown moment. Like, oh my gosh, like now I'm going to have to go get a job. And what's that going to look like? Like 40 hours, like in a cubicle, like looking at walls. I was like, I, I had this moment where I was like, I never ever want to do that. I was like, no, like my, at the core of everything was freedom. And I'd grown up working in the restaurant industry. So if I didn't want to shift, I would just text all my friends and be like, who wants my shift? And, you know, I had the flexibility and all of that. So I was like, man, sitting inside and staring out a window, like, I don't want that to be my life for the next however many years. So I spent the next two years still applying for jobs again, because I just felt like that's what society has you do. You start at a crappy paying job, you work your way up, but like, I couldn't even get the crappy paying jobs, girl. Like I was getting turned down left and right for two years because I didn't have experience and I was mad. I was angry. I was approaching my mid twenties. Like, what have I done with my life? You know? And I remember there was one day I got hired to be a marketing person at a chiropractic office. And I was like, this is my, this is going to be my big break. I was like, this is going to be the thing that changes everything. And I remember going in and the whole day, I, all I was doing was just answering phone calls, checking patients in. I had to wear scrubs, which are no offense to the nurses out there are so ugly. And I was like this, I don't want this to be my life. And I lasted six hours my first day. I told her, I was like, this isn't for me. I can't do this. And I left. I remember I was in the car calling my mom, calling my boyfriend, who's my husband at the time, crying because I thought this was it. I thought this was going to be a big break. 
but because I honored myself and I quit and I refused to believe that that had to be my life. I refused to believe that like my life was going to be taking a crappy paying job and working my way up. Like I was just like, I just know there's gotta be something else out there. Mm-hmm. Well, I kid you not girlfriend, a week later, I found my first network marketing opportunity. One week later, like almost to the exact day, I walked into this nutrition club. My first was a health and fitness business. And I didn't know what network marketing was at the time, but I knew it was fun. I knew people were having more freedom. I knew they were making money. So I was like, sign me up. And I've been in network marketing ever since. Turns out health and fitness wasn't really for me. Uh, I just felt really burnt out. Long story short, we moved from Ohio to Florida. And I was looking for something that would kind of get our looking for something for me to make money until we got our feet off the ground because fully transparent, we moved without jobs lined up. Like we were like, let's just chase our dreams and go. And I was online and I found this girl. I was like, wow, she's selling some shampoo online and this looks fun. And cause I didn't do my previous business online and I knew that's where things were shifting. And I was like, man, I had to give this a go. And I messaged her like a couple of days later and I signed up. I was like, here we go. And that was like a year and a half ago. And here we are. <laughs> Amazing. It's funny yeah. because it's like, it always shows up at the right time in our lives. Oh my gosh. Of exactly when we need it. Wow. So all the way from Ohio to Florida, because I thought you were from Florida, but sounds like kind of a scary place to live because you're telling me about these like hurricane warnings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, girl, we get some hurricanes. <laughs> but they're usually not bad. It's not like I'm from the Midwest and we get like the tornadoes, we get the thunderstorms. So when our first hurricane was coming, I was afraid. I was like, oh my gosh, a hurricane's coming. And then it came, it was like a category one. And I was like, oh, so these are just like thunderstorms. Like when it gets up to like category four, then you start to you start to worry. But yeah, they're not bad. <laughs> I'm over in Canada. I don't know if I told you this, but yeah, it, it, it's nice and good here. Nice and sunny. <laughs> you know, <extreme laughs> weather, weather events, but yes. Okay, cool. So you found this business online and so did I. So I feel like it's so interesting how that's kind of where everything's shifting as you were saying. So touch, touch a bit more on that. Like what appealed to you about building something online? Yeah. So my previous business, we were actually, um, we didn't own the building, but it was ran through a brick and mortar. So that's what my husband and I did. We would go to work. Um, you know, we'd have this schedule and what happened was we were paying like a lot of money in inventory. Um, it was ran similar to like what a hair salon would be. So we had to pay like rent to work there. Mm. Um, we had to, you know, like, like what I was saying earlier with the freedom piece, like I still was kind of tied to a schedule, even though it could be a little bit flexible. I still was on somebody else's time. I still was putting in a lot of time and effort doing like workout classes and we would do wellness evaluations with people. And we would, we were just taking a look at our life and we, we knew the both of us really, really wanted freedom. And I was like, okay, our dream was to open up one of our own one day, but I was talking with my husband and I was like, but is that really going to give us the freedom that we're looking for opening up our own brick and mortar? Like, even if we hired on people to work there for us, if none of them could work, like who does that fall back on? It would fall back on us. We would be the ones in charge of, you know, paying the rent, paying the utilities, paying the electric, carrying the inventory. And 
we wanted to start a business to make money, not to keep shoveling it out and spending it. And we were just in this place where every time money would come in, we were putting it back out and spending it in inventory and all of these things. So I knew if I could find an online business, like it would cut overhead drastically. And if I could even better, if I could find a business where I didn't have to carry inventory, I'm like, then you have virtually have like no overhead. Like social media is a free platform. Like you and I were doing this right now, totally free. Right girl. So I was like, man, I really need to leverage social media. Like I know that's where things are shifting. Like I'm already using it a ton anyways, like trying to keep up with all my friends and family. I'm already scrolling. So I'm like, why not? So when I found out how cheap it was to start a business online and researching like where like all of these companies are looking for influencers anyways. So I might as well just hop on the bandwagon. And that was my thought process. Totally. I love that. I love that. And I've, I felt the same way. I'm like, well, I'm already trying to like grow a following. I'm trying to inspire people. So why don't I just leverage a business model that is basically based around empowering people and promoting things that you're passionate about and just kind of mm-hmm. bring that into what I'm already doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're, if you're in the online space and you're trying to build a business or not as even if you aren't trying to build a business, but you're just trying to like inspire people, like you said, are you just like uplifting people and loving on people? Or you're just one of those people who gets on social media and you like share all the things you love, right? Maybe you don't even know you're doing it, but like your Starbucks drink or your favorite clothes or that coffee shop or that restaurant you love that you're always taking pictures in. It's like, we don't realize how much that's actually influencing somebody mm-hmm. to go and buy that or try that drink or try that restaurant, except when you can attach that to a network marketing company, you just are leveraging that and monetizing that influence. Like I read a quote mm-hmm. once where we, on average, we influence about 10,000 people in our lifetime. So the question isn't like, will you influence? The question is, how will you influence those people? So I just think, why not make money doing it if we're all going to influence people anyways? So I love that. Yeah. That's so cool. It's like, you don't need to think if you're making an impact or not, you are making an impact. It's like, is that going to be a positive impact or like a negative one? And I know you're also all about empowerment. You have your Erica's empowerment group chat and everything going on. Yes. Yeah. I love it. I do like a little group chat on Instagram and you know, I'm not in there like all the time or every day, but if I see something that just hits home with me, I'm like, I'm going to share it to this group of, of people who are in there because they want to be empowered. They want to feel inspired and motivated. And when you get a group of people who all want that same thing in the same thread, it's just like, we're all loving on each other. And it's so great. I love that so much. Okay. So before we go more into like social media and building that no like, and trust, like tell us a little bit more about your why of like starting this business. Cause I know you started it because you know, you were moving and you're kind of like trying to pursue this like freedom lifestyle. But I know that you also have like other things that you want to do, like bringing your husband home and everything. So just tell us a little bit about that just so we can be inspired and learn more about your why too. Yeah, I love that. It's such a good question too, because, you know, I feel like, I feel like so many times we hear like, you have to have, um, you know, this, this one why. And for me, I honestly have never really resonated that because with that, because I do have so many different reasons why I do this. And some things I haven't even really fully tapped into yet, or 
haven't been able to because I'm, ha- I'm not at that financial threshold yet that I can do that. But I just have so many pe- people in my life who I want to be able to take care of. Like my parents were amazing parents. And when they retire, like I want to be able to be like, I got you. Like, it's my turn. Like you guys had me at one point, like you've taken care of me. You've been there when I've needed you, like in all areas. So I want to be able to be like, it's cool. You can retire without worry. Like, I just want to be able for them to have like a stress-free retirement. They can still travel if they want to travel and do whatever. Um, Also want to be able to bring my husband home. I feel like, you know, we've been together, you know, nine years now. I try to do the math in my head yet, like nine years. And I've really watched him through our whole entire twenties, just in, from what he's done even before he's met me it's just been sacrifice 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 and always doing what he has to do instead of doing what he wants to do and to watch somebody sacrifice so much so that I could chase my dreams like makes me so emotional but I want to be able to one day just be like I got you go figure out whatever your passion is go figure out your purpose it's my turn you you go chase your dreams and I feel like as like for a man, like that's what they feel like their core thing is to provide. But I want to be able to one day very soon say, no, like I'm going to provide. I've got us. I want you to go chase your dreams, even if it's not the financial reward yet. So those are two big driving forces in my life. Um, you can see my dog. <laughs> one of my dogs here asleep. Um, that's a big why. I want to be able to um, start or own or fund. I don't know if I could own my own because I don't know if I could, um, I don't know if my heart could take any sadness involved, but I would love to at least fund some kind of no-kill shelter. I have a pit bull right here. Her name is Riley. I have the name picked out. It's going to be called Riley's Rescue after her. And yeah, so I would love to do that. Um, And on my heart for a long time has always been like some sort of adoption or fostering or funding something that could do that. When I was in Dallas, we did an event and they had this thing for foster kids. I have it right here actually on my board. It was the Love Box love box leader campaign for foster kids who, you know, go through every single holiday and birthday with nobody except for like the kids they're in foster care with. And I remember being like, that's, that's something I have to do. That's something that I, it's been on my heart. There's just so many kids out there who need a family and I would love to give, you know, and that's the last two are the ones where it's like, okay, I'm not there financially yet. So instead of starting my own, I try to give to things like that until I can, you know, be like, okay, I'm ready to adopt or foster or fund something. So those are probably my top four. (laughs) And of course I have many more empowering women and, you know, helping women see their, their own greatness and helping them live a fulfilled life so that they can achieve whatever goal that they have that are similar to mine or something so totally different. So yeah, I had, I do have a lot of whys. (laughs) I don't think I could ever narrow it down to one. I love that. I love that. I, f- I feel very similarly. And I love what you said because it's like, it doesn't have to be something we achieve in the future. So we can take these little steps of like making those donations now and kind of just doing our little part that we can until we're able to do a big thing, right? Because I feel like so often we put our whys like so far into the future too, that it's like, no, we're able to 
even with the money that we're making now, like at the levels that we're at, it's like, we're able to do little things still, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah. it, it will continue to grow. So I love that. Yes. Mm. Yeah. I heard once from, it was a Jillian Michaels quote and it said, Tran- you know, transformation change isn't a future event. It's, um, a daily activity. And when I heard that, I was like, Ooh, man, it just struck a chord with me because it's so true because sometimes we think about our goals and our whys as something far off in the distance that we can't connect the dots. But, you know, like you said, those small things that we can do daily to get us there are everything. I love that. And it's so crazy because this is so much more than shampoo, right? Because <laughs> so I'm sure much more. you have people that are like, oh, this is awesome. But like, I'm not passionate about shampoo. And you're like, girl, like, you don't need to be passionate about shampoo. Like we're I know. Here, we're trying to save the dogs. We're like trying to save the foster kids. We're like trying to change <laughs> the world. Like it's not about shampoo. Shampoo is just like a smart business vehicle, right? That mm-hmm. is getting us there. It's not like mm-hmm. the end goal. <laughs> Right, right. I was just having this conversation a couple days ago. I'm like, I am not passionate about shampoo either. Like, I was like, girl, I, I took a selfie and I was like, like, look at me right now. <laughs> my hair's in a messy bun and I just got done working out and my face is redder than a fire truck, like redder than your shirt that you're wearing right now. I'm like, I'm not passionate about shampoo or even like beauty for that matter. It's just the vehicle and everyone washes their hair. So if everyone washes their hair, then I can make this vehicle the thing that helps me achieve all my dreams and goals. So, yeah. Totally. I love that. Cool. Okay. So now we've got our inspirational, sentimental talks out of the way. (laughs) Let's talk about building a business and specifically like the know, like, and trust factor. So to kind of give people some background, people will purchase from those that they know, like, and trust. And that's why it's really important whether you're building a business online or offline to be able to build that relationship um, because this is definitely a relationship kind of business. So that being said, Erica, like what are your top tips for fostering know, like, and trust? Because to tell you guys a little backstory, like I met Erica on Facebook. Like I think we added each other at some point in 2018 and Mm -hmm. I just like watched her live videos. I was like, I love this girl's energy. Like, she seems awesome. And so it's crazy because here we are now and it's like using the internet these days, there's so much that we can do to build up that know, like, and trust factor. So just give us some of your tips around that and around kind of adding value to be able to build that up. Yeah. So when I started this business, I knew that I needed to build know, like, and trust pretty quickly because this was my first online business. And I was like, man, I was using social media, but I wasn't super present. So I asked myself, what's going to be the thing that gets people to say, like, I feel like I know her. And what's that thing that's going to do that the quickest? And for me, and for a majority of people, I will say that's video. There's just something so different when people can hear your tone of voice, when they can see like your mannerisms, when they, when you're talking and how you may you know, mess up, right? Because a live video, if you mess up, it's like real time and you can't be like, oh, whoops, like cancel, delete, restart. (laughs) It's just, you got to roll with it. Not only does that show like, hey, I make mistakes. I'm human. It's so relatable and it gives other women permission to like do it messy too. So I can go on tangents real quick, but for me, I knew video was going to be key. I was doing 
you know, video, whether that was Instagram story at the time or Facebook live at the time. I don't even know if Instagram live had come out yet. I think it came out very shortly after, or it was so new that everyone was like, what is this? <laughs> um, and now there's Instagram live, there's IG stories, Facebook stories, Facebook live, IGTV has been so fun for me. So I think the more you can do video and not just like video, but like real time video where it's like, here I am. If I mess up, I mess up and you're going to see that. And I got to be okay with that. And then, um, providing a value on live or any kind of video is huge. So what I always thought was, okay, well, I'm in network marketing, I'm in hair care. So what are topics around both of those things that I can provide value on? So when I think of network marketing, there's so many things, right? There's the marketing aspect, there's money I could talk about, there's like how to market in the right way, there's, you know, how to build a business. So as I was going on my journey, as I was learning, because we're doing personal development, I'm reading all the time, I'm learning out loud. So anything that went into my ear, whether it was something I learned on a podcast or I read in a book, I was like, I'm going to share this with my audience. Like sharing is caring. It's good karma. <laughs> like I'm going to help somebody because the way that they, they could be reading the same book, but maybe the way I say it, it hits them in a different way or something like that. So you know, video and learning as I earned, um, learning out loud. And then the most important thing that I did was I took people on a journey. So as I was achieving little small things, like say, you know, I'm thinking back to the beginning, like say over the weekend, we, there was like a sale and I got like four customers. I was celebrating that with people, like whether that was in a post or a live. And I felt like because I was so consistent with that, because I was just like chipping away every single day, that consistency factor is what builds no like and trust. Mm -hmm. Cause you got to think like, I am sure people follow like more than one of us who are, you know, partnered with Monate. Like I'm sure they follow several people and it's like, what's going to get that person to join you? What's going to get that person to buy from you? You know, maybe you're not in our company and you're listening to this. You can still apply this to you. Right. So it's like the thing that's going to get that person to join you or buy from you is because you're consist more consistent over time. Like we don't want to, I always tell my team, like you don't want to be a one hit wonder. Like you don't want to be that person who's all out sprinting for a couple weeks and then you burn yourself out and you disappear for a couple weeks. And then all of a sudden you're back because there's a sale and then you're tired again. So you take a week off. Like you don't want to be like, that person. You just want to be that person who's chipping away like every single day, being consistent and letting that compound over time. And then I think those two things alone built no like and trust for me the fastest. And then when I finally met people in real life, the number one thing they would tell me is like, I feel like I know you. And as somebody who's running a business online, I feel like that's the biggest like compliment we could receive. I don't know if you agree. You're like shaking your head like, yes. But like when someone's like, I feel like I know you and you're just like, you are in person as you are in line. I'm like, oh, then I've done my job and I've done really well. And that's like the biggest ultimate compliment I feel like. So yeah, those are my tips. 
I love that. I feel like people are kind of afraid when they meet like someone they know online. So like, oh, I wonder if she's going to be like the way she is and her stories, like when she does that thing. <laughs> and then you meet them and you're like, oh, they are like that. Like they're just yeah. being authentic. And that's why I think like it's so important to be authentic too in everything mm-hmm. you're doing. Like don't feel like you need to be like perfectly scripted or that you need to come across that like everything is perfect all the time. Like you can share your truth and your, your, you know, your vulnerability. And that's like a big way also to build that no like and trust factor. Oh, yes. I'm so glad you said that word, vulnerability, because um, I did say like I shared my successes as they happened and took people on the journey. But I also shared my not so good parts of it as well. And I think that's, you know, we relate to vulnerability so much because that's what makes us human you know on social media that's what makes us um have that like connection like I love sharing stuff about like body positivity and like you know getting to a place where I'm loving myself and sharing the darkest parts of that that's when people are like oh my gosh they come out of the woodwork and they're like I've struggled with this too like me too and when you can get somebody that says like I feel like you get me I feel like you're in my head or this is so me like and then we're able to help that person. Like, it, like when you said it's so much, so much more than shampoo, it's like, that's what it's about. I love that. <laughs> it's like, we're getting emotional over here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's the truth. Like, I feel like that's just like the ultimate goal of like, why are we even online? It's like to show other humans that, you know, we're all on one kind of journey through life and like we're all mm-hmm. just you know, supporting each other and helping each other along the way. And I love that. And I love that like so many of us, especially in our company, just have that mindset of like, we're just here to serve people and, and just yeah. share and like be authentic. Mm-hmm. I love it. Um, <laughs> oh, what a beautiful place to kind of end everything off. Okay. Yeah. So Yes, guys, thanks so much for listening to this. And okay, Erica, where can they find you? What are all of your handles? I'll link them all as well. Yes. So I love hanging. I still like, I'm one of those people, I still love Facebook. So find me on Facebook, Erica Burkhart. And I love Instagram. I will not choose which one I love more, although stories on both, I love hanging out. So Erica Burkhart, last name. Well, it's Erica with a C, I'll say that. (laughs) And then Burkhart, B U R K H A R D T on both Instagram and Facebook. Those are my favorites. So. See you there. (laughs) See you there. (laughs) Thank you. You're welcome.